Hey, have you ever used, they call them short-term rentals. Basically, we're talking about things like Airbnb or VRBO, you know. Uh, you're going on vacation. Instead of checking out a hotel, you go to someone's home and they rent it out. That's essentially what this is. Some people do it, you know, relatively long-term, short-term, if that's a thing. But some people will do it, you know, not, not just for a weekend, but some people will be in there for a month or two kind of thing. It's it's a whole new industry that hasn't been around all that long, maybe 10 years, 15 years, something like that. But it's a relatively new entry into the accommodation market, and it's had a big, big impact. So um, let's get some details. We're going to chat with um, Lindsay Teds, who is a co-author of a report done by the uh, School for Public Policy, taking a look at short-term rentals and whether they're good or they're bad for us. Lindsay, thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Why don't we just start with how big of an impact this has be, you know, have having on the accommodation industry? Because, like I say, it hasn't been around that long, but it's really become a major player in a relatively short time, hasn't it? Well, interestingly enough, short-term rentals have actually been around for hundreds of years. <laughs> Not like this, though. Um, yeah, it's the platform facilitated yes. short-term rentals. Yeah, so um, Airbnb being, of course, the the first entry into this market in two thousand and seven, and they just had an IPO. What was that? Um, less than a year ago, and you know their valuation um, surprised uh, uh, the market. So yeah, this is a really important um, player in uh, the accommodation market, and you know we. We wanted to get a sense of uh, why was it so hard to regulate this market. Yeah, and I mean, that's part of the issue is because it it really took off because people like it. There's a lot of things that people really enjoy about this kind of a system. So there certainly is some good out there, and that's why people use it. Yeah, exactly. It, it very much filled um, a, a market that was being underserved by existing accommodation providers. And in particular, anybody with a family knows it is awful to spend a holiday in a in a small hotel yeah, room, sure. uh, with your children. And so there's a lot of options that are available on the market that uh, weren't available before. Of course, a lot of those um, hotel providers have now entered into that market because there was such a pent-up demand for different kinds of accommodations, particularly to serve um, uh, a particular particular demand and preferences for accommodation. But as you point out, there it has not been a completely smooth ride. It, there's been a lot of problems. No. There's been a lot of concerns around this too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest one that comes up is related to housing and rental affordability. Um, and I, I think that that, you know, that comes from the idea that... Uh, uh, People are removing their long-term accommodations from the market in order to uh, get into the more lucrative short-term rental market. Um, but it, it is also true that the short-term rental market didn't cause those problems. It exacerbated them. But any market that had housing affordability problems after short-term rentals actually had it before. And so short-term rentals are actually maligned for problems um, that aren't of their making. Now, when we talk about any of these sort of platforms, as you say, um, it's always about regulation, be it social media, be it this sort of platform, it's always about regulation and how difficult that has been. Where have the barriers been to some sort of regulation on this? Uh, the biggest one is the regulations forget the platforms are a player in this market. They're not passive. 
Right. They don't just put a platform out there and go, you know, you guys sort it out amongst yourself. They actively market to both um, people who are looking for short-term rentals as well as marketing to people to getting into the short-term rental market. So that is one of the biggest problems that we saw is the regulations make an assumption that the platforms aren't involved in this market, and yet they are, and they actually can make or break um, whether or not there is a a problem with short-term rentals um, in any particular jurisdiction. What about the fact that, you know, we're always trying to play catch up with these emerging platforms and technologies. Is is that part of the problem? We just don't have an updated regulatory policy that we can apply here? Yeah, so our, our our regulatory framework is designed for there just to be, you know, consumers and, and firms, right? Yeah. Um, and so what what they forget again is is this mediate is mediation that goes on. The other emerging issue that has been overlooked is that people with a unit tend not to want to also be property managers. Right. And so instead they actually hire um, companies to manage their one property, but then it looks like that player has like, you know, dozens of short-term rental markets when all they are doing is actually helping somebody manage that property. And, you know, when we were looking at Alberta data, particularly a lot of those properties were actually timeshares. Well, this is the thing, right? I mean, it sort of takes it from the realm of, hey, you've got uh, a spare room or you're going to be out of town for a week or whatever. Why not rent your place out to some travelers? And then it takes it from that just being a home-based, somebody offering this up to now it's an industry, like you say. And, and people are doing yeah. this for investment purposes and there's companies involved that maintain the property. So it's not what it necessarily is thought of by some people. Exactly. It is much more complex than um, than just, you know, people are snatching up houses and then putting them out in the short-term rental market. Um, people have lots of different accommodations. We're actually even see, seeing tenants who are perhaps going on vacation for two or two or three weeks, they'll rent out their room in their in their shared apartment um, so that wow. they can get income while they're away. So it's incredibly complex, and it is really, really important that our regulations be matched to the complexity of the market and not what we sort of assume to be what's going on in this market. So what do we do? Uh, you've taken a look at some of the issues and some of the problems around regulating this market. How can we successfully bring in some regulatory policy? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we wanted to make sure that that people understood is there is no one-size-fits-all. Every market is going to be different. Mm -hmm. What you do for short-term rentals, say, in Canmore, is different than what you're going to do for Calgary because there's very, very different markets with very different players involved. So the important part is to make sure you understand the market in your jurisdiction, make sure you understand what objectives you're trying to achieve, and then make sure that you understand that you're going to have to interact with the platform and make sure that they are also understanding of the regulations that you're trying to put in place. Yeah, it can't be a top-down thing with the government just dictating, right? They have to be involved with the platforms. They have to be part of the process. Yeah, they absolutely do, and that is because they are the ones who are marketing um, both the, the 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 rentals and as well as to the tourists themselves.
Yeah, it is an interesting discussion. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you joining us. Oh, no, thank you for having me. You bet. That's Lindsay Teds from the uh, School for Public Policy who's done a deep dive into this whole short-term rental market that's out there.